Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for tuning in today. Whether you are listening to the audio only at pathtozion.com or you are tuned in to our YouTube channel, thank you very much for watching or listening. You can always reach out to us at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com to send us an email and submit any questions or concerns or or reports on, on what you're hearing the Spirit saying in this hour. And, uh, of course, specifically to any points that we bring up here on the program. We always welcome um, any kind of communication from our viewers, and we are thankful for it. Um, I need to get right to it today. Um, there are a lot of things we could talk about and present as a, as a potential on what we need to be studying and giving ourselves to at this time. Um, but what I want to talk about today, I titled, Holiness, Imputed or Added. Holiness, imputed or added, is it something that is gifted to us or is it something that we intentionally give ourselves to add to our life for the rest of our days? And, and the, the reason that this came up is just yesterday morning, I was just looking into just the simple verse we've all heard our whole, our whole lives of Yahweh himself saying, be holy as I am holy. Now, over the last couple of years, my, my understanding of holiness has changed. Um, I would say that it was very off for a very long time, for most of my life. I didn't understand it. I just thought it was kind of an adjective of someone who was in Jesus. Um, and, and, and that's really what leads me to do this series um, today. Um, and is, is just asking the question, well, this, this condition, if you will, of holy, how do we get there? Is, is it... Is it attainable, number one? And what in the world is it? And how is it added to our life, holiness? And so, and I understand for, for those of you who watch this program with any regularity, this is something we talk about a lot, especially over the last calendar year. Um, we talked a lot about holiness and consecration. Um, one of the main themes of this entire program is, is the set-apart reality. Um, that's been a major part of, of the life of my household for, for many years now. Um, but my understanding of it has really changed over the last three years or so specifically about, oh, this is what it means to be set apart. This is what it means to be an identifiable, consecrated people. This. Um, so so forgive me if I'm being redundant if you watch the program a lot and and you've heard me say these things countless times in many different ways, but we have to speak to, to whoever might be tuning in for the first time, just to be clear that we're all on the same page. Um, so from, from a groundwork, entry-level understanding, we have to ask the question, what is holiness? What in the, what in the world is holiness? Um, is it merely morality? Um, and we have to ask these hard questions. Um, what are we doing now? For those of us who would call ourselves believers, Christians, followers of the way, followers of Messiah, um, regenerated Christ men, like the ones who have, who have experienced the born-again reality of, of what Yeshua told Nicodemus of this mysterious rebirth of, of losing our lives for the sake of Messiah and therefore finding our life because we lost it into him for his sake and um, on the other side of that, it, we have to ask this question, well, what are we doing now? 
What do we do for the rest of our days? Because again, the, 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 the majority Christian doctrine tells us that salvation is the pinnacle. It's the peak of life. It is, it is the, the end game, if you will, of life is get everybody to be born again and we're done. I mean, mission accomplished. <laughs> um, but we know, biblically speaking, if we go even to one little inch layer below that, there's, there is much more to this calling of, of, of being even alive. Our very existence is much greater than just be, becoming born again, getting to a place to be regenerated. That, that is not the goal. Um, and so we have to move further into the what now is why I'm saying that. Well, what are we doing then? What do we do for the rest of our days after we are made a new creation? What are we going to do? Are we, and sadly, many people are just waiting and enduring this horrible, wretched, sinful, fallen world where everybody hates God and we're waiting for Beulah land and, and a false heaven that doesn't even exist and the Bible doesn't even talk about. But we know that that's not true. That's easily debunked by a few moments in the Word of God. So what about, what about us then? What are we doing? I would believe it's all wrapped up in holiness and the pursuit of it. Now, now, what defines what is holy? How do we know what is holy? Um, is there any way to even know? Here in 2022 now, is there any way to know what is holy? Because again, if we're not talking about morality, which is ever-changing, then is what was holy 2,000 years ago what is holy today? These are some things we're going to talk about over the course of this series. Are we simply deemed holy at salvation, at our regeneration condition, event, if you will? Are we deemed holy then? Um, these are things we have got to talk about throughout this series and much, much more than that, of course. But that's kind of our baseline entry point into the discussion as we ask the question about holiness. Is it imputed and gifted to us? Upon salvation, or is it added to us according to Scripture alone, not according to our doctrines or personal beliefs? Those are irrelevant here. Um, you know on this program, those carry no weight. So the Hebrew word for holy, it, it, it shows up in several different ways, um, but it first appears in Exodus chapter 3, verse 5 as Kodesh. Okay, And, and we see Yahweh reveal himself to Moses for the very first time, saying, Do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. It is Kodesh, okay? So Moses encounters a literal place, and he is informed that he had entered Yahweh's presence. This presence was a, a holy, consecrated, set-apart space. And this is a good, I believe, a good example of, of the true biblical understanding of holy from the very beginning because it shows us that that Yahweh first revealed himself to Moses in this manner of you need to take off your, your shoes, son, because you are in a holy, consecrated, sacred, distinguished space because I'm here with you. My presence is here. And thereby, this is a consecrated, sacred space. And you need to respond accordingly. Now, it also appears in Exodus chapter 12, speaking of Passover. Quote, 
in the first day there shall be a holy convocation. And in the seventh day there shall be a holy convocation to you. No manner of work shall be done in them, except, except that which every man must eat. That only may be done of you. So we here we have the same Kodesh, holy convocation, a set-apart, distinguished, sacred time, a sacred space, if you will, that needs to be marked, distinguished, and set aside, set apart from other times, from other goings-on of life. We talk about that a lot here on the program. As I begin to learn myself and apply these principles to my life about Yahweh's appointed times, his Moedim, his, his feasts and Sabbath, and these are marked times that are different than other times. His marked days are different than every other day. His holy days are different and distinct and what? Sacred, holy ground. Right? Okay? Just a, We're just laying a groundwork here. Now, this holy convocation is a mikre, a mikre kodesh. Okay? It is, it is a holy assembly. It is something that is very important to Yahweh. And it is, a, it is a specified, distinct gathering in assembly. It was a set-apart convocation for a set-apart people. Okay, now now I have to throw this in here. I hadn't thought of this, and we're going to have to stick to these notes very, very closely. Um, I'm not going to be able to add much commentary here because there's already enough on these pages. But I have said for years, and this begins to make sense now in my present moment understanding, I have said for years that I've never liked the, the come worship with us signs on the front of most every church that's just on every corner. Just come worship with us. And, and according to the Word of God, I don't believe that principle is true. I don't believe it's an accurate invitation. Because what we're saying is, this is not sacred space. This is not holy ground. This is not a holy convocation. Because you know what? We're just like you. We're all the same. And God loves everybody. So everybody just come in. Come as you are. Stay as you are, really. But just do what we do and let's have what we would call a holy convocation where come worship with us. It doesn't matter. I've been told this word for word. It doesn't matter if you believe in that or not. It's okay. We all serve the same God. Friends, I don't believe that that's, that is a, 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 an accurate depiction of what Yahweh would desire for his people. And so this, this Mikra Kodesh was a holy assembly, a set-apart convocation, and this helps, I believe, helps us more accurately see a picture of the proper biblical meaning of holy. As I'm always saying, it is a, clear, a clearly distinct set-apart condition. Okay, it's different than all the rest. This convocation is different than the rest. This is even what I'm learning on the little sidebar over here, is looking into the ecclesia understanding, which was a, a set-apart gathering of, belief, of, of people. I have to be careful. Of people. You could have, if you use that word rightly, the, a gathering of people could be gathering together because you like woodworking, or you like sports, or you like gardening. You can have a convocation of people for in any number of reasons, or purposes, or definitions of, of what you're doing and why you're even, even together. So we have to be careful that the church is a holy convocation. This is not a mere gathering of just whoever wants to come. This is holy, friends. 
This is a convocation that is holy. And so come, yes, be a part. Do, do whatever it is you are gifted to do. But there are criteria to be met, brother, to come into the holy convocation of Yahweh Elohim. And I think that helps us get an understanding towards what holy is, scripturally speaking. It has nothing to do with morality, yet everything to do with our conduct. We're going to look into conduct a little bit later in some Bible verses, which is, I have pages and pages of scripture we're going to read. And this is why it's of utmost importance to practice properly following the entirety of Scripture. We're going to look Old Testament to New, beginning to end, at this continuance of, of a clear explanation, I would say, and I will present to you to choose for yourself, of how holiness, I would believe, is added, not imputed. That holiness is something that is not just gifted to us in salvation or gifted to us equally running alongside righteousness, but in fact, it is added. I think that the theme of Scripture would show us that, that holiness is progressive. Progressive in the sense of it, it is something that we are, we are always pursuing and adding to our lives incrementally as we come out of the ways of the nations and come out of idolatry and come out of sin and self and rebellion and all the ways and, and, and traditions of our fathers. And we embrace the ways of our Heavenly Father. And we make that exchange, and I believe, as I always talk about the exchanged life, every time I take something that is of the nations, and, and that, can, that to me summarizes the flesh man, carnality, um, worldliness, uh, lust, passions, sinful desires, they're all wrapped up in the ways of the nations because you live governed according to those natural, fleshly, sinful, wretched things riddled with idolatry instead of keeping the ways of Yahweh. And so I believe every time I take one of those and I submit it to Father in repentance and, and I turn, then there's room for me, if you will, to walk in holiness. Now, what is holiness? Holiness is, is, a, is a devotion and a set-apartedness unto the Father for His good pleasure. Con I'm a consecrated, sanctified individual who is now more postured today than I was yesterday, hopefully, to be found pleasing in his sight, according to his ways. Okay? That's the goal here. We have to come out, and we have to continue to come out, and to be separate, and move further and further and further away from the ways of the nations. In the Old Testament, the pattern was always that. That was always the pattern is when you go and you go into this land, do not adopt their ways. Don't do it. Don't take in their idols. Don't take in their, their thought patterns. Don't take in the way that they, they do this and do that. Don't go the ways of the nations. And here we are today. We've, we've come out of the nations, and Yahweh is saying today the same thing. Don't, in this way, don't go back to your former condition. Don't go back to following the ways of the nations. Don't go back to your formal, former lusts and sinful cravings. Don't go back to that. There's something before you that I'm calling you out of unto. That is our trajectory now in Messiah. Now, now those who went before us, they had to learn how to be Yahweh's people 
in a similar way that we do now. Um, now, especially in the New, in the New Testament, the, the, the Gentile goyim reality was those people, they come in and we see it. And we don't have time for that text as well, but all these people are coming in. What do we tell them to do? Well, they told them several things. Excuse me. Start here and do this. Because there's a whole lot of things you have to change, friend. There are there are laundry lists of things you've got to walk away from and begin doing. Okay? And it's the same way for us today. It is no different whatsoever. From the beginning, I would submit that we have been led to believe that if we simply accept Jesus in, in, in Western culture Christianity and a and in Acts 2 is a new religion, new church understanding. We accept Jesus and we're done, as we talked about at the very beginning just moments ago. The pinnacle and the peak of your, of your purpose as a, as a human being is to get saved. Mission accomplished. But, but, but we know that this is not true, according to the Bible. Um, so we have to make sure we're getting past that, of course, to begin with. Now, if we follow Hebrew to Greek, when we're following the, the languages that are used in the Bible, we see the latter clearly explaining be as an understanding of, of to become, to come to pass, or to come into existence. Now, the former Hebrew first shows up within this phrase specifically, to be holy as I am holy. And again, that's what sparked me to talk about this in the, in the lengthy way that it's come out to be. And in Leviticus, you see the word kadash and kadosh. Those both appear in the very same verse in Leviticus in regards to sanctifying oneself and thereby becoming sacred. And so what of this verbiage today? Um, is there anything for us to do now beyond sinning less or becoming a better person? I sure hope so. <laughs> I sure hope so. I sure hope there's more to my life than just, okay, God, Help me to not sin as much today as I did yesterday. Amen. Right? I mean, again, we have to keep asking this question throughout this, this series. What are we doing now? And, most importantly, what does the Word of God talk about what we should be doing now? What does it tell us to do now? What is our instruction? Now, in Leviticus chapter 20, Yahweh says something remarkable about those who have been chosen to follow His ways. Uh, about those who have chosen to follow his ways. I don't know if I said that right the first time. Quote, You are therefore to make a distinction between the clean animal and the unclean, just stick with me, and between the unclean bird and the clean, and you shall not make for yourselves detestable, you shall not make yourselves detestable by any animal or by a bird or by anything that crawls on the ground, which I have distinguished for you as unclean. Verse 26, so you are to be holy to me, for I, Yahweh, am holy, and I have singled you out from the peoples to be mine. Okay, now, now I want to I focus on that very last line that I just read. Yahweh says that he is holy, and he has singled us out. And again, we have to know who he's talking to. We have to make sure we fit the criteria of the us and the people. But if this is in fact us and we meet the criteria to be his, tr his children truly, he's singled us out from other people, from the other nations to be his possession. And I just want to say from the outset as we get this ball rolling is what an incredible honor 
for this to be extended to us. To be chosen and singled out and set apart by Yahweh himself. And I would submit from the very beginning, I believe he does that for those who are willing to come out and separate themselves on his behalf, for him. To be set apart by him, by presenting ourselves to him to be separated out, if that makes sense. This is why I have no interest to be specific to this point. This is why I don't eat pork. Not because I don't eat that. I'm trying to be Jewish or something like that that people say. It's just they're so confused, as I was my whole life. But anything that I become aware of that the Scripture shows me can help me move towards being holy as my Father is holy, I'm going to do it. It's that simple. Call me legalistic. Call me a law keeper. And as I say all the time, one of the brothers I listen to, he says, well, in the end of the age, it says it's going to be defined by the ones who are defined by being cast out of of God's presence forever into darkness are the lawless ones, the lawbreakers. So if you're going to call me a law keeper, then yes and amen, because I'd rather be that. I'd rather call me a law keeper if the other option is a lawbreaker and I get cast out into darkness. Looking at it like that sounds a little more favorable, does it not? So anything that I can do when I read scripture and I feel like, okay, this applies to me. I never knew it. I never understood it. This is, this is to me. I will do it to the best of my ability and understanding at this present moment. You can, you can look at, I did a series. Um, I don't remember. It was last year, of course, called Freedom to Eat What We Want. Um, look into that series. We'll put a link to it here. You can look into that if you're actually curious. Uh, maybe I've not under, understood that before. Maybe that's for me too. It's good to ask questions. It's okay. <laughs> um, Paul was one who clearly understood that there was much for the convert to tend to and thereby taught in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 this, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Now we've heard that on, on you know, <laughs> dating podcasts or Christian dating books or, you know, you give it to somebody when they go off to college, some little booklet about how don't you date somebody who's not a believer now. And that's all we've made it to be. But man, it means so much more than this. Second Corinthians 6, don't, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Messiah with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of Yahweh with idols? For we are the temple of the living Yahweh Elohim. As he said, and this quotes, um, this is Paul in 2 Corinthians quoting Leviticus 26. I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their Elohim, and they shall be my people. Therefore, Go out from their midst and be separate from them, says Yahweh Elohim, and touch no unclean thing. Then, then, when you do this, I will welcome you, he says. And he also goes on to say, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says Yahweh Almighty. Now, now don't don't be unequally yoked signifies a set-apartness, right? I mean, isn't that simple enough? Just like we could look at all the endless Old Testament um, collections of of history, 
is you you don't go and find a wife from that land or you don't entertain other other uh individuals from from that camp there that they're they're pagan they're idolatrous they're outside of the covenantal nation and people of Yahweh you don't go look for friends and family out there <laughs> why there is a preservation that father desired for his set apart people to stay what set apart again to go back at the very beginning just moments ago a holy consecrated sacred space is Yahweh's people we are to be holy we should have made a cut from the ways of the nations and be moving into the ways of Yahweh that has always been a pattern of his people always 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 <laughs> Sadly, we've lost that in Christianity. We have, we have lost set-apartness, holiness, consecrated, sacred space, holy convocations, holy temples. We have, man, we've missed that church, Christian church. We have to admit that that's true. We have so missed the understanding of holiness and consecration. Now, here's a quote that I wrote up um, earlier today that I'm going to repeat several times throughout this series. Ones who separate themselves in their conduct will be separated by the good shepherd for his father. We're gonna, this is going to make more sense as we read more and more scriptures. Ones who separate themselves in their conduct will be separated by the good shepherd for his father. Because we're going to get to the very end of this. We're going to talk about a prophesied age that is to come where, where Yeshua himself is seated and thrown, and he's separating sheep from goats. And friends, it's up to him who is and who is not. And we need to know all these factors that I'm hoping to cover between now and then to show us which are we. Which are we? Have we been a, a, a sheep who has heard the voice of our shepherd, and we have realized that, that Holiness is something we must add to our life by continually listening to the voice of his shepherd and knowing his voice? Or have we been a goat who's just kind of been out lawless, going their own way, stubborn and, and rebellious, assuming that it's just been imputed to us because, eh, I'm out here in the pasture with the shepherd. I'm good. I'm okay. <clears throat> we will have to decide, according to the scriptures, which one, in fact, we have been or are today. Um, I try to like, I, I want to make a point that I've been attempting to make in every episode as of late here. Um, and we'll bring up this part one to a close here in just a moment. And, and that's what? To show the biblical pattern of continuance in, to go, in, in regards to what was, what is now, and what will be, often being the same in the pattern of the scripture. Um, because this is how the Bible works in fullness. I'm learning this more and more in my own life. Um, the more I study um, from cover to cover and realize that they have to all be intertwined and connect and make sense or the problem is with me. It's not with the text. They're not fighting one another, Old Testament, New Testament, and well, new wins out <laughs> um, or even old wins out. They must be a, an agreeing, um, they must be agreeing text, which they are if we're willing to take the time to dig it out. Um, so let's take a moment to read and briefly discuss Yeshua's parable of the talents in Matthew chapter 25. And what we're going to do is we're going to start part two with that. 
And so what we're talking about is, is asking this question, holiness. Holiness. And we just barely skim the surface of biblical holiness, a consecrated, sacred, set-apart, holy thing. We ourselves are called to be holy as he is holy. Now, he would not call us to do something or to be something that we cannot be or fulfill. And so we know first and foremost, Father would not call us and enable us to be something that we can't be. And so we have to ask the question, okay, then if that is true and I'm called to be holy, is that something that is imputed and given to me as a gift at salvation? Again, running alongside righteousness or is it something that needs to be added to my life day after day by my own exercising my faith, the, the, the laboring to find myself pleasing the eyes of my Father? Does that produce holiness? Or again, has it just come in a full package, um, a big salvation gift that drops in your lap and everything you'll ever need the rest of your life to, to please the Father is already within it? That's what we're trying to unearth here and ask that question. It will take us many parts to allow the Word of God to give us answers to that question. So thank you for watching. This is the Path to Zion podcast. We're trying our best to rediscover the ancient way. Come right back for part two right after this. Amen.